Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahoman's Oklahoma State Football Podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. Jacob, it's been a while since we've had you on the podcast. You're, you're back now. I'm back. Uh, that's good for listeners. I don't know, but I'm back. Uh, it's been a while, and I'm happy to be back. Good deal. Yeah, you were uh, you were kind of in a different role last uh, last last season. So, uh, and and we didn't really uh, podcast as much with uh, with COVID going on. So, um, lots of reasons that, uh, that that you weren't here, but uh, but you're back. You're uh, uh, back on the beat for uh, for those who've uh, listened in the past. It's uh, back to normal, sort of, for yep. uh, for what it was in 2019, and uh, hopefully the uh, the podcast schedule will be uh, will be similarly back to normal. So yeah, last year was different, wasn't it? I I went to one football game in person, right? Uh, you know, and uh, was home mostly and had a baby. Uh, so it's been quite. A year, right? A year and a half, year and a half, I guess. Right, yeah, been crazy times. So, um, well, good deal. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, our impressions from Big Twelve Media Days. Uh, what uh, what the Oklahoma State folks had to say. We'll get into all of that and what stuck out to us. We'll talk about some guys that we're a little bit intrigued by, as uh, as as you know, fall camp still a couple weeks away. But uh, we'll get into some of those guys that uh, that we're a little bit curious about want to see what uh what the future holds so well let's get started with uh with coach gundy mike gundy and what uh what all he had to say um i wrote about spencer sanders for uh for the paper on uh what is today friday we're recording this on friday uh that was in the paper today so uh check that out it's online as well so um that's all out there but um i was really Intrigued by what he had to say about Spencer Sanders, which is why I wrote about it. Um, but uh, but saying that that Sanders has improved more in the last two months of spring ball than he did the entire two years before that is uh, really saying a lot about where this quarterback stands right now. I think going into the season. Yeah, and you and I talked about this. I think Tim Bertay is a big reason. Um, yeah. But I think just Spencer's getting comfortable with himself and. Mm-hmm comfortable with the system. I mean, Casey Dunn's back for a second straight year. It's the first time that the Spencers had offensive coordinator for two straight seasons and Bertay's there for the second season. So all this continuity, I think, is really helping Spencer grow and become the quarterback that people thought he could be. I don't know if he's quite there yet. I don't think it's going to be perfect that he's still going to make mistakes. He even admitted that, you know, it's not going to be, you know, I'm still not perfect, but I think that we're going to see a growth there that as long as the offensive line's healthy in front of him, I think he's going to, he's going to be better. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing that, that we've talked about some, and I don't know if we've talked about it enough, uh, how impactful the offensive line issues and health struggles were last year. 
because that really derailed a lot of things. It hurt the running game, which in turn hurts the play action and the RPO, uh, which in turn hurts the passing game. So uh, that really made things uh, very difficult for uh, for Sanders, made things difficult for Chuba Hubbard and the running backs, and uh, uh, left uh, left a, a real gap in uh you know between what the offense was capable of and and what they were actually able to accomplish i think so that was a uh, that was a really big deal i think that the offensive line uh you know at least being healthy going into uh, into camp at this point is uh, is a really big deal um even though they uh, they did lose a first round draft pick in tevin jenkins I think that they overall, as a group, have a chance to be uh, to be better this year, and um, I think it's going to be really intriguing to see how that group gels and comes together with some a uh, so couple of new faces on there. Danny Godlevsky has been, uh, uh, you know, a guy that they've uh, they've talked really highly about. It sounds like he's blending in really well, um, but uh, but that's a uh, that's a group that that needs to be healthy and and on point as the season goes in absolutely uh you know you think about all that musical chairs they went through last year as gundy calls it um and i had forgot about the musical chairs that he kept calling it last season until he brought up yesterday it was like it was musical chairs there i mean because you thought i mean it's easy to forget too that you a starter was lost before the season even started with bryce bray yeah. you know, leaving and you know, that, that shifted things at the last minute and then the injuries. And I just, it was a disaster. Um, and I don't think I, I wouldn't expect that disaster again. I would like to think that there's a little bit better luck involved this season for them. Um, but that's just, that changed everything. If that, if that's different, if you got guys like Caleb ETN who comes in, maybe it can make an impact uh, right away. It didn't sound like he's ready to make an impact yet, but maybe by the end of August he would be. Um, I think I think they'll be in good shape, especially with the with Sanders' improvements, and, and I think the running back group is going to be pretty good too. Yeah, and I think that's a uh, that's a big key for uh, for what Spencer Sanders is able to do because you look at uh, at, uh, at what what Gundy had to say about that group. Sounds like they're comfortable with any of those guys. I mean, then uh, I mean, you got LD Brown, you've got Des Jackson, you've got Jalen Warren, uh, you've got Dominic Richardson, and I'm uh, I'm leaving somebody else somebody else out, and I can't not feel bad now. Uh, but uh, keep coming to my mind, right? Yeah. So um, you got uh, you got all of those guys that are uh, that are ready to be impactful players uh, right away, and so it's. Um, it's a really good situation. Gundy talked about not having to hand the ball to one guy 20 times a game, be able to, to get, you know, a few guys, you know, eight to 10 carries. And I think that's going to be a, uh, a big difference maker. Absolutely. I mean, think about, I mean, LD was hurt last year. Uh, Dez got hurt last year. Um, Dominic Richardson, I think might've been the only guy that survived without being hurt, but right. only because he didn't really play till late in the season anyways. And yeah. so it was kind of kind of a weird thing. Um, but imagine the health these four guys could have if if they're just carrying the ball eight to ten times. Hopefully that you know they would stay healthy. Um that takes pressure off and takes pressure off some young receivers too. Um there's just there's a lot of I guess questions of skill position, but I think the the group of running backs is really gonna settle that down. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree, and I think it's going to be interesting 
to see how that uh, how that group is used, how John Wozniak rotates those guys in. Uh, you know, do they, do they go situational more than uh, than they have in the past, or uh, um, you know, are they are they going to let guys go out there and run a series? Uh, and then uh, and then rotate through. Uh, I think that's going to be uh, going to be fascinating. I also think that uh, that the depth at running back takes a little bit of pressure off of uh, off of Spencer's need to run the ball. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to let him focus on the passing game a little bit more. Use that that run game as a uh, as a, uh, a a weapon that uh that you don't have to go to 15 times a game and uh you can uh, you can let it be uh a little bit of a, a little bit more of a sneak attack when you uh when you go to that uh to that part of uh, of his arsenal so i think that's uh that's a big help as well so um i think uh, i think the run game is, and again it comes back to the offensive line being healthy and uh, and capable uh which i think they will be uh being uh, being able to to open holes for those guys and uh and and let Spencer be comfortable in the pocket throw the ball uh, a little bit more I think this year than he has in the past and 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 really show off this development that uh, that Mike Gundy talked about so um anything else with Gundy that uh, that really stuck out to you there's a couple of things we haven't touched on the defense at all but He's um, really high on the defense. I think the secondary, you know, he talked about that. Malcolm Rodriguez was an important topic for Gundy, I think, too, about his growth and come, willingness to come back and improve, get bigger. Because uh, <laughs> uh, Malcolm continues to just blow up. Um, Tay Martin, I think, was an interesting topic for Gundy. Gundy seems really excited about Tay Martin uh, in in the position that Tyler Wallace played. Um I don't want to say he's stepping into Tyon's role because I, I, I phrase it that way to Spencer Sanders and he didn't appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think Tate Martin is intriguing, I think, because we we barely got to see what he could do last season. Um, and as Gunny said, he wasn't really in Cal, you know OSU football shape until the end of the season. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see what he does. Um, and you've got the Green Twins and you've got – Bray Johnson, you got Brennan Presley. Obviously, I almost said Braylon. There's two be Presleys coming in our lives <laughs> uh, for OSU people. But, uh, you know, I think Tay Martin is just someone who's really caught Gunny's attention because he brought him up early uh, yesterday and um, said a lot of good things about him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, uh, that, that Gundy was accurate in saying that they don't have a marquee guy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but that's when it comes to uh, to uh, falling onto Sanders' shoulders to spread the ball out a little bit better than he has in the past, get more guys involved. You know, uh, you know, Braden Johnson moving to the inside is a really intriguing thing because of his speed. Uh, the things that he could do over the middle will be uh, will be very interesting. Um, I think uh, I really like uh, I really like what Tay Martin can do. Uh, I think there's a a good chance that he is the, uh, the 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 top pass catcher in this group. Maybe uh, maybe not receptions, but yardage. Uh, because he's going to be more of the big play guy than uh, than Presley will be, and uh, I could see I could see Presley leading them in catches and Martin leading them in yards. So, uh, really, uh, really interesting uh, group of guys that they've got at uh, at the receiver position. 
let's uh, let's move on to uh, to Spencer Sanders, who was uh, who was I thought in a uh, in a good mood and uh, and and having some fun with us. Uh, you know, uh, you always like to see that as a as a reporter, uh, mm-hmm. guys being loose and comfortable. Um, but uh, but what jumped out at you about what uh, about what the quarterback of the Cowboys had to say yesterday? He just I, I said this to someone else. I felt like he just was more mature and more confident in himself. Yeah, um, it wasn't necessarily anything he said. It just was like I said the way he carried himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like we've seen Spencer necessarily carry himself with the at least with us in that way yet. And last year it's hard. It was all through zoom. So he's just sitting there in front of a screen, but um, it was just different. It just felt different talking with Spencer. Like, like you asked him if he felt like he was a veteran and he does, he doesn't, but I think he is. Yeah. And I think it showed yesterday. Um, and I think that's a good sign for us because they need, they need a leader of this offense. When you've lost Tylen and Juba, you've got to have that guy now. And Spencer has to be that guy. I think, that's what stood out to me. It wasn't anything specific he said. I think it was just the way he carried himself. Yeah, absolutely. But you, you definitely need him to be, uh, and I said this in what I wrote, you need him to play like a veteran quarterback, which mm-hmm. uh, as a redshirt junior, that's really, I, I think, technically what he is. Um, but you're going to need him to play that way because it's not going to be about distributing the ball. And it, it, it is at the, at the end of the day, but um, you're going to need him making plays and, uh, and, and doing things to be the, uh, the initial playmaker of this offense more so than, uh, than he's ever had to be because he's always had Tylen or Chuba or Dylan Stoner uh, over his last two seasons uh, to, uh, to get the ball to and, uh, and let them make plays. And, uh, there could be somebody that emerges as uh, as one of those playmakers. Maybe Brendan Presley turns into a superstar. We don't know, or Tay Martin, or uh, or or LD Brown, or uh, or any of those guys. Uh, but uh, but right now, this uh, this offense needs its trigger man to be uh, to be the ignition switch that uh, that, that lights the fire. So that's going to be a a key part of this season for Spencer Sanders as you uh, as you go forward. Uh, because uh, because they're really going to need him to be consistent, going to need him to be efficient, uh, you know, accurate delivering the ball, reading reading defenses, and making the right decisions. So it's going to be a uh, an incredibly important year for uh, for Spencer Sanders. Uh, but I, I agree with you; he did seem very confident and very comfortable in himself yesterday. Not as comfortable as Gundy; he didn't slip his shoes off in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, try to uh, try to take his shirt off or anything, but um, but he uh, he was definitely comfortable in himself, and uh, and I thought that was important. Um, you know the way that uh, the way that he talked about his connection with Danny Gilevsky, I thought was important mm-hmm. uh, because the center snap is something that uh, in the shotgun all the time you uh, we've we, you come to. Uh, kind of take it for granted a little bit when you've got the guys that have been so good at it, like Johnny Wilson and, and, uh, Ry Schneider, um, you, you take that for granted a little bit, but, um, 
but Godlevsky is a guy who's uh, who's really concerned about getting the ball right where it needs to be for uh, for Sanders in the uh, shotgun snap, and uh, and you know he's the guy up front making calls. So you uh, you need him to be on the on the same page mentally with the uh, with your quarterback, and it sounds like they are. Yeah, I also thought Spencer's words about the Green Twins and the pressure they're putting on themselves, mm-hmm. and talking about how he was. He's telling him, like, listen, yeah, you made a mistake, but you got to let it go. I think Spencer struggled with that his his first year as a starting quarterback. And I think he's passing that experience on. I thought that was really important, too. That Spencer, even though he doesn't want to be that veteran, he's passing along this knowledge um, and info. And I think um, that's another sign of growth. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that he, uh, like you said, he didn't want to call himself a veteran, but he does consider himself a leader, both on and off the mm-hmm. field. He, uh, you know, made the uh, made the analogy if uh, if some guys had too much to drink at, a, at at the bar, he can call him and he'll he'll come get them and uh, and those uh, those type of things. So um, I think that's important for uh, for Sanders' uh, kind of understanding. Uh, the uh, the role that he needs to play for this team. Um, now we talk about guys being comfortable. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez showed us a sign of himself, the, a side of himself that we have not seen before. I thought it was fascinating. It was fun. Malcolm was fun. He was smiling. He was joking with us, um, giving longer answers than normal on questions. Yeah. Um, he he looked different. I mean, he he said he added ten pounds. From the spring, um, you know, and I called it when he walked in. I said, I think Malcolm's bigger. I think he just looks huge. And I was like, I know I hadn't really seen him in person in a while, but I was like, That's, he's pretty big. Um, he claims he has the best hair on the team now that Mike uh, shaved his or cut his mullet. And, uh, you know, that's up for debate, I guess. I don't really know how to judge that. But, uh, you know, Malcolm's claim that he even claimed on the Instagram story. I was going through those last night on OSU's Instagram page that Spencer and Malcolm overtook. Uh or, t- or took over uh, for for the day, and he was claiming the best hair on 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 the team on I can't, Instagram. I can't, can't I can't argue. He's, he's I, got I, nice hair. Listen, I I don't know every player of the team. I don't know what all their hair looks like, so I'm I'm gonna go with it. Sure, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, so uh, but he put a poll on there. I think that said, uh, "Does Malcolm does Malcolm Rodriguez have the best hair on the team?" Yes, and then the other answer was. Yes, of course, or something like it was. There was no no option. Uh, it was pretty funny. Um, so so Malcolm was having a good time, and I talked to him across uh, off the side at one point, and you know he was he was just excited to be there and excited to go. And I think like Spencer, Malcolm's grown a lot too. Um, obviously, this is his fifth year as a player, and you know he's he's the leader of this defense. He's the quarterback, like Spencer is the quarterback on the offense. You know, Malcolm's going to lead the way for this team. Um, and he's really embracing that role. And I think he, he wouldn't necessarily talk about it yesterday, but, but I think he knows that he has a chance to go make some money with mm-hmm. a good year. And I think he's really embracing the idea that he can really change some things this season for himself. When he really seems to understand that, uh, that his, uh, his body uh, you know, being being bigger and and able to to handle all the contact that comes with playing in the box like he does is is the the biggest thing for him making a difference because he's already short. You know, he's uh, he's what five eleven or whatever. Um, so so he's already at a disadvantage there. Uh, 
Um, so if he can, uh, if he can add that weight and maintain his speed, uh, you know, he's already, uh, he's already, I would say the best tackler on the team, mm-hmm. uh, oops, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Trey Sterling is, uh, is up there and can, can compete for that, uh, that title. Um, but, um, he's the most reliable tackler, I think on, on the team, when he gets his hands on you, you don't get away. Um, and, uh, and if, if he can, uh, if he can maintain that speed, I, like you said, I think he's, he's got a chance to go and, uh, and, and have a, have a shot at making some money to, uh, to play football. So it's, um, really, uh, really important for him to, uh, to be able to do those things. And, uh, he's taking the best advantage possible of this, uh, of this extra year that, uh, that mm-hmm. the pandemic has given him. And I, I think it was, uh, I think it was a really smart decision for him to come back. Yeah, and I didn't get any indication yesterday. I didn't. We didn't directly ask necessarily either, but I don't feel like he got any indication that he felt like he was slowing down by gaining no. this weight. He no. said he felt good um, and feels good. And he said that's everything that Rob Glass checks on is is if he feels good when he's adding this weight, and that's the key. And so I think he's going to be in a good position to have a really good season. Um, and just be different. I just, I just think he's different. I think it's good. Um, you know, he's always had a good approach to how he thinks and operates and does things. Um, and like I said, the smart decision to come back was, was made. And I think he, he understood that. And he's one of the few players that did. I think he and Christian Holmes, and I think made the right decision to come back, but I think Malcolm, I don't know. I mean, I don't know all the list of players across the country that came back for their extra year. Um, but Malcolm has to be maybe close to the top of that list. I would think of making the best decision and being one of those talented players to come back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, um, you know, this is a guy who, uh, who two years ago was playing linebacker at, uh, you know, 200, 210, something yeah. like that playing with, uh, with a safety body and, uh, and the work that he has done to bulk up, is uh, is really impressive. A lot of credit to him. A lot of credit to uh, to Rob Glass and his staff for uh, for helping him do it the right way and uh, and and really uh, uh, give himself a chance to shine this year. It's going to be. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him uh, on the field and seeing what he's looking like in pads. And uh, you know, like you said, I th- I think he's maintaining that speed. I think that uh, that that the uh, the conditioning drills that they're doing, uh, you know, would uh, would show if he was uh, if he was losing some speed. So, um, really intrigued to see what this year looks like for him. Speaking of weight, I just remembered uh, about Gundy, Mike Gundy talking about Colin Oliver, mm-hmm. and he sounds like a copy of Trace Ford to me. Yeah, Ford arrived really in Stillwater because I think he said what he added 20 pounds already or something. Yes, since January. And, since January. And that's what Trace did. I mean, and Trace didn't arrive till the summer, but Trace came in his freshman year, had already added, I think, 10 to 20 pounds. Right. And, you know, and they're they're really excited about Colin Oliver there too. It sounded like like he has a chance to make an impact. And so, you know, I, I'm just the guys like that I'm intrigued to see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's a, a position where they uh, they got a little bit thin last year after Tyron Irby got hurt. Um, so uh, there could be a, a chance for him to, to get in the mix and and uh, and really do some things. So 
uh, could be uh, could be very interesting. Let's uh, let's stay on that track and uh, uh, throw out some other names of, of guys that were talked about uh, on Thursday that uh, that you're uh, you're kind of intrigued by. I'm Caleb Etienne. I think has to top my list right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the only every time you asked Spencer Malcolm or Gundy about him. All you got was he's big. He's big. And it wasn't and it wasn't like a nonchalant he's big. It was like he's big. Like yeah. this guy's massive. And you know, like Gundy was funny. It's like he he was listed on the roster as what 6'7, 350. Gundy said he's probably 6'8, probably 370. Yeah. And it's like, well, what? Like, and he's like, and it's not like he's heavy. It's like, well, so he's just a big guy. Yeah. Um, he's not quite in shape yet. Uh, it sounds like, but I think you get him in shape and you got yourself quite a, a big tackle there. And, you know, that's big. I think, I think he's really kind of piqued my interest early. Um, and he may, he may struggle. I don't know, but I'm just really intrigued by a guy this large and what he can bring. Absolutely. And especially if, uh, if, if he can get in shape the way that they want him to, and uh, and can have a chance to uh, to to win that left tackle job, and uh, and be the guy for a couple of years that's protecting uh, Spencer Sanders' blindside. Uh, you know, he's a he's a guy that uh, that could be very vital to uh, to what this offensive line is trying to do. So um, I'm uh, I'm right right there with you. He's the top of the list of uh, of guys that I'm most in, intrigued to see. Uh, you know, when camp opens. A guy we've already talked a little bit about uh, that I'm also intrigued by is Tay Martin mm-hmm. um, because they, they talk about him being in shape, like you said, um, you know, and we saw what he did in the bowl game uh, after Tylen uh, stepped out. Um, that's a uh, that's a guy that uh, that I uh, I'm uh, I've been impressed by what little bit I've seen of him. I think he's got great hands and Spencer Sanders uh, alluded to that as well. Uh, his ability to make catches, whether it's going up and getting them, going down and getting them, um, you know, securing the ball is uh, is one of the things that uh, that that he does incredibly well. So, and and you're talking about a guy that's that's six three and 190 pounds, so he's got a little bit of size to him as well. Got some elusiveness when he runs, uh, got some length. So he's a guy that uh, that I really think has a chance to. Uh, to to be uh, a major impact player in this in this offense, uh, you mentioned Colin Oliver. A lot of good things were said about uh, about him. Sounds like Trace Ford is progressing incredibly well, and uh, and and moving right along in his uh, his return from uh, from the torn ACL. So that's uh, that's important. Um, any other guys that were uh, that were talked about or not talked about that you're. Um. I think you know, I think the twin receivers are were, were talked about pretty well. I think there's some treat there. Yep. Um, Colby Harvell Peel sounds like another one, kind of like Malcolm a little bit. I mean, he's not there as long as Malcolm, but he's coming back when he thought he was going to go to the NFL and uh, initially. And I'm intrigued by him to see his growth. And they, it sounds like everything's really positive with him again. So I'm really interested in that. And he and he and Trey Sterling both. I feel like they're in for. They're they're being set up for a really big season together. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I almost almost feel bad talking about those two uh, on their own, but 
because because Tanner McAllister or mm-hmm. Thomas Harper, whoever is at that third spot, is uh, is really really good as well. But Colby and Trey, I think, might be the best safety duo in the Big Twelve and one of the best in the country. I think Absolutely, those guys. I think those guys are uh, are big time, and uh, they're going to really impact the game in a lot of ways. Absolutely, I, I think you know, and, and they have this chip on their shoulder too. I feel like they feel like they're a little overlooked. Yeah, in that regard, and I think they're going to play that way. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I think uh, I think when it comes to uh, playing at the next level, they're both going to have a have a shot. And uh, and and are gonna gonna show that this season. So, um, one last thing we did want to did want to talk about uh, name, image, and likeness was uh, not a uh, not a real popular topic with the Cowboys. Not in a, not in a bad way, but uh, but they're uh, the the guys that we talked to, including Coach Gundy, are uh, are kind of slow playing things right now. Gundy said, yeah. you know, he doesn't really have to be involved, so he uh, he doesn't really know much. Um, not sure I can, I entirely buy that. I think that he's, uh, he's keeping up with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes to, uh, he likes to play dumb sometimes. And, yeah. Um, he, he keeps up with more than we ever realize. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so I think that he, uh, he knows what's going on. Um, there's not, just not a lot of action on the, uh, on the OSU side of things right now. Spencer Sanders said he's, uh, he's taking his time with it. Wants to make sure that he doesn't do anything that uh, that turns out to be some sort of violation that could get him suspended, which is uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's fair. I, yeah. I think there's uh, there's plenty of stuff out there that's safe at this point. You see uh, a lot of the things that are happening, um, but uh, but if a guy wants to take his time, I'm not gonna not gonna criticize him for it. And uh, and Malcolm really kind of said the same thing. So. I was, I was a little surprised that they weren't a little more forward about it and yeah. uh, a little bit more involved, but uh, you gotta, gotta respect the guy's uh, decision to, uh, to, to take some time and, uh, and make sure they're, uh, they're playing by the rules. Uh, all I know is the first one to get sponsored by Ty Loco is my MVP of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, and uh, Ty Loco also welcome to, to join the podcast. Yeah, that's exactly right. They can sponsor our podcast. Be my MVP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can, uh, we can trade trade out for some uh, some tacos. That'd be yes. uh, that'd be perfectly fine. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I I, I wish they would have you know answered a little bit more about NIL for them. You know, because I think Spencer obviously is going to have some opportunities. Yeah. I think Malcolm will too. Um, You've had a couple guys do some video game things and barstool thing, which is just free gear. And that's all that is. Right. Um, but I, I'd be interested to see what some things actually start happening for some of these guys um, and what they say then. Yeah, absolutely. So it's an interesting time and uh, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so we're uh, we're going to keep up with the podcast and uh, and, and get it going again. Jacob, glad to have you uh, back in the fold. So yeah, we're back. Should be uh, should be a lot of fun. So, all right. Unless, uh, um, of course, my uh, my favorite segment, the most important thing I forgot. I think we uh, I think we hit everything that we had intended to hit. Anything else that uh, that stuck out to you about media days? Um, no, it was my first time. It was fun. Um, got a you know very helpful. Got a lot of info out of it, and 
a lot of good food, I guess, too, along the way. So yes, we ate um, very well on the trip. We, we did eat very well, um, which is important to me. So um, <laughs> I was very pleased. <laughs> first, uh, first trip to Babe's Chicken for you. It was yes. Um, first trip to all the restaurants we went with with everybody. I'd never right, been right. to Campisi's. I'd never been to Papa Do. I'd never been to Babe's Chicken. So I got the full Dallas experience with with uh, with Barry and the crew, and uh, I was was very pleased with the food. I'm feeling it a little bit today. I feel like I'm a little tired, and right, um, but it was worth it. So. A uh, quick story uh, that's unrelated to our trip, but uh, the first time that I had Babe's Chicken was actually when I was covering a NASCAR race at Texas Motor Speedway. They catered in the meal, and I was not familiar with the uh, with the restaurant uh, or the restaurant name. And uh, they come over the loudspeaker in uh, in in the infield uh, media center, and they say, "We've now got Babe's serving chicken in the in the lunchroom." <laughs> and I got very uncomfortable about what exactly was going to be happening. <laughs> and I uh, then I realized what was going on, and uh, and uh, have been a big fan of uh, of their chicken ever since. I thought they were going. I thought you were going to say they performed the hokey pokey at the media center for you. That would have that would have been even better. We did get a. Uh, <laughs> you don't always get that. I, I think they do it like once an hour, but okay. you're not always there for a full yeah. hour. So you don't always get the uh, the hokey pokey performance by uh, by the uh, by the staff. And uh, we had a girl that sang a song for us live. Loretta, Loretta Lynn song, like yeah. it was, and she was good. But enough that Barry was just just blown away. Yeah, that was that was. It was great. It was a great experience. It was. It was good stuff. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for uh, for joining us. And uh, like I said, we'll be uh, we'll be coming at you on a regular basis with the uh, with the Cowboy Chronicles presented by the Oklahoma. 